Hey y'all, welcome back to Why Wait Till Monday. I'm your host, Nicole Shabazz. Today I am talking with Alicia Ellison. She's a licensed clinical social worker. In this episode, Alicia shares how making the decision to change her mindset and stay committed led her to losing 60 pounds in six months. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, Alicia. Thank you for taking the time out to record for uh, Why Wait Till Monday uh, podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to share your wellness journey. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. So introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what it is that you do for a living. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Ellison, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker for the Durham VA in North Carolina. I provide case management and mental health therapy to homeless veterans. And I also do um, counseling therapy on the side for my private clients a couple of days a week. That's wonderful what you're doing for um, the veterans. Um, They need it, especially those who are. uh... I was going to say PTSD is something that a lot of them do struggle with. So it's my job to help them get back on track so that they can live in society and function with their peers. Okay, that's great. So throughout the years, um, you know, I've known you for many, many years, and um, I've watched you transform your health in an amazing way. And um, I always admire you for that. And um, if you would just like to share, um, where did it begin and what made you um, decide to make that change? Okay, yes. So my health and wellness journey started in 2009. I just realized that I was getting older and that I knew that I wasn't doing a lot of things right and I wanted to live a more healthy lifestyle. So I went and had a physical December of 2009 and I talked to my primary care about, you know, my concerns about just needing to I guess not necessarily lose weight, but lose weight. But a lot of comes with, you know, people just wanting to lose weight. My goal wasn't never to be this slender. So our conversation started and she started asking me what was my eating habits like. So I just started sharing my eating habits and I never really ate a lot. It was just the things that I was consuming throughout the day. Um, Nicole, like she said, no has known me for many years and she can contest to our family just have an addiction and our addiction is sugar. So my day would consume of mostly not really eating a whole lot of foods, but consuming sweets. And I really had a bad addiction to McDonald's sweet tea at that, at that time, you know, they had just came out, they was a dollar and they was very addictive. So, so I started telling her that I probably would drink two sweet teas a day. And that's when she kind of made me realize that I was pretty much consuming half of my calories a day just by drinking those two large sweet teas. So she told me that she had, um, there was a new program. Like I said, I live in Durham, North Carolina. So Duke University being one of the best hospitals in the nation, we have, you know, right at our fingertips, the best place to go for pretty much all healthcare. 
So she told me that we had a new eating program that a doctor, his name was Dr. Westler, was starting. And she recommended that I just go talk to him. So I had an appointment, I believe it was around December 12th with him. And we sat down and we discussed, again, my eating habits. And he he introduced his program to me, which was a no-carb or low-carb um, diet method. And pretty much he kind of called it the new Atkin, Atkins way. So I began that challenge on a sort the same day that I met with him. And from there, I just became committed, constantly committed to, you know, just changing my lifestyle. So that's how my journey began. That's that's amazing because, you know, you, you went into the doctor, you saw your doctor, you know, um, you had concerns because you knew that um, you knew that you had a, you love sugar. <laughs> and you, I like how you call it an addiction because it really is um, to have that sweet tooth um, is right up there with, you know, all other types of addiction. Exactly. And you said that when you went to see um, Dr. Wessler that when you went home, you sort of started right then and there. So what was it that you did on that um, right then and there when after you left that visit? So after I left the visit with him, I all the way home, I was contemplating, should I start on the following Monday or should I start today? And I knew that if I waited to start that following Monday, more than likely I wouldn't have started. So my constant decision when I got home was, okay, let me go over all this paperwork. Let me look in my refrigerator to see what I have that I need to trash and see what I had in my refrigerator that I can keep. And mind mm -hmm. you, I still had a husband and I had a daughter that did not need to lose weight. So I had to keep them in mind of, you know, how I was going to cook and what type of changes they was going to have to make, you know, make with me be, so that we all could be living healthy or I'm not cooking two and three meals for each individual. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I just pretty much just, I just got serious. I mean, I tried to lose weight or try to become healthy before. So at this point, I just, my mind was set up and I just, followed the guy when I say I was strict it was we could not consume more than 20 grams of carbs a day literally I was strict for a total of six months mm -hmm. I followed his plan by the book no cheating no nothing I mean I would say I'll say the first two weeks was the hardest two weeks of my life I know one mm -hmm. night I got so scared that I had to call my husband from work because that's what your body does. When your body withdraws from sugar, you have withdrawals. Just like if you, like you said, if you are, you know, withdrawing from some type of addiction, maybe not that severe, but you have the headaches. You feel like you are pretty much about to pass out, but it's just your body going through, you know, getting rid of the, that, the sugar that you've been consuming all these many months or years for my, for me. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just, I stay, I stay committed. That's the biggest thing. You have to stay committed. And going, like I said, going into it, I never had a weight goal. 
but I did set a goal. My daughter was going to graduate in June of 2010. So my yes. commitment to myself was, if you stay committed for the next six months, when my Isha graduate, you can have, you can pretty much eat any way you want to eat because you should be at at least lost 20, 30 pounds. That's what I was thinking. So that mm -hmm. was the whole thing. So I just stay committed, eating literally not consuming more than 20 grams of carbs a day. So that's actually really, truly no sugars. All I ate was meats, eggs, protein, and meat pretty much. And then mm -hmm. if I wanted to have something sweet, my, my biggest thing was I would always use the like the Hawaiian punches or the crystal light sweet things in my mm -hmm. water. So that would take away my craving because to me, the grape made me feel like I was having some type of sugar. And I did become addicted to um, sugar-free gum, again, because I still needed something to make me feel like I was having some sweet. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a total of six months. And that was the trans trans um, transition into really seeing that, okay, I can do this. Wow. Um, so you, you didn't wait until Monday. I love that part. I was like, okay, you started right then and there and you knew because those, those extra days would then uh, cause you to, when Monday comes, then think, uh, should you wait longer? Right. Yes. But you immediately just went home, went through the refrigerator, kept what needed throughout what didn't and just, you know, started and went full, um, full fledged ahead. And that's what you call commitment. And at the end of the six months, what were your results? So after, in June of 2010, I had lost a total of 60 pounds. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's so, a lot of pounds. That's a lot of pounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, so I know once you make a conscious decision and you constantly keep holding yourself accountable, that's what we fail to do in life is. We, we fail to hold ourselves accountable. We want to hold other people accountable and we'll, you know, we'll call them out when they're not doing what we, we both set to do. But the ultimate goal is to learn to hold yourself accountable. And that's what I learned out of the whole, you know, weight loss challenge, weight loss, healthy living. Cause now I don't even really consider it as a healthy, I mean, as a weight loss part of my life I just feel like I made a conscious decision to live healthier and one of those things was changing the way that I was eating now not to say it's what 2022 now about to be 20 so mm -hmm. so it was a good what 12 13 years so it's not to say that I haven't gained any any of those 60 pounds back but I can tell you that I understand that when I am I have never I haven't gotten close to the most I've gained back since I started this weight loss journey or this um life-changing journey mm -hmm. 20 pounds and when I feel myself going over those 20 or getting anywhere close to feel like I'm getting closer to the 200 mark I go right back to eating the same and the things that I really notice that I don't eat anymore I I can it's probably been a good 10 years since I had spaghetti any mm -hmm. type of white product I truly truly try to stay away from unless I go to a restaurant and they have the bomb bread of course I gotta have some of that but I'm nowhere <laughs> near um I just I just make my my meals more you know a healthier choice no matter where I'm at 
Yes, and I like how you said that um, it's a lifestyle change. Like, um, it's not a diet. Like, people would want to would want to call it a diet, but it really isn't. It's just um, eating consciously and knowing what we shouldn't place in our body because, truthfully, you know, those things really aren't healthy for us. And, you know, they cause us to have inflammation, for us to gain weight, you know, tired, and you know when you sh when you change what you are eating, it also made you start thinking different. Like you said, you changed your mindset and start, started to look at this like, wow, this isn't a diet. This is this is life. So mm -hmm. that's that's important, and that's the like the main key in all of this too. I think. So was it what was the um what was the most challenging uh part of this um journey for you? Actually, just giving up the one thing that I truly love not to say I gave it up um mm -hmm. but not having it every day as far as like the things I love I like I love sweets like that's that's the devil for me I love sweets so mm -hmm. just knowing that I can't have sweets every day or just knowing if I do have sweets I, if I have a something sweet if I have a piece of cake or if I have ice cream Throughout the challenge, I I also learned to love to exercise. So that's mm -hmm. one thing that wasn't in my vocabulary before this challenge or this, you know, change of life either exercising. So if I know I'm gonna have something sweet like all weekend, then I know that I need to do something. So I, I still try to walk, I still try to go to the gym, maybe at least twice a week. Now, twice a week I definitely do some sort of exercise. Walking three mm -hmm. miles, two miles, or running over to the gym with my husband. Those are the things that I keep still in this lifestyle because you you have to have some type of, you know, cardio or something to help you burn the calories that you are putting in your body. So those are some of the things that I, I do. So the barriers, again, is just, I was just, I got to leave sweets alone and... <laughs> not buy them so as nicole we as we joke nicole is my sister-in-law so they know prior to this challenge all the kids would come to my house because we had a sweet <laughs> cabinet all the sweets would be in one cabinet i don't have that cabinet in my house no more you come to my house you're gonna get a healthy snack so when they come they don't even go rummaging through the cabinets no more because they know ain't nothing gonna be here but something healthy so just right. you know changing what i buy just changing what you have in the house. That was the challenging part because, like I said, this was the sweet house. Everybody know they come here. I have something sweet for you, but not anymore. <laughs> I remember we were at a um. I remember we were at a wedding, and um, you were like, "Co, taste taste that cake and tell me if it's good." Because I'm not wasting my my um my count my carb count on that on no nasty mm. cake. <laughs> Right. Exactly. And I was like, nah, don't eat it. Don't eat it. It's not good. You're just like, okay, good. <laughs> so that's one thing when I get in the go no, when I go to wedding, that's my that's my go-to. I go to the wedding for the cake. So anybody invite me to your wedding, just know that the cake has to be good or for I'm real. not gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> for real. And um also I remember when um when you started the, the journey and you um learned about the low carbs you introduced me to that you introduced me to um to um low carbs and reading the nutrition labels and I was like wow like a lot of the things that I thought I was eating that was healthy come to find out that they really weren't because they were high in um, carbohydrates 
So um, like yogurt, I was eating yogurt like every day thinking, you know, I'm eating healthy yogurt, but it had like 25 grams of carbs in it. And I'm like, wow, that's like, that's all I can have for the day. If, you know, when I started doing the low carbs um, too. And then um, in doing that, I learned that was causing me to have um, the eczema flare up. Like I've always had eczema and dermatitis as a child, but no one ever said anything to me about food. Like it's what I'm eating that's causing me to have eczema. You know, they would give me like little steroid shots or have me stand in front of a UV ray light or something, but never ever asked me, like ask my mom, like what is she eating or did anything with my diet? So to learn that um, the, the white products was causing me to have eczema, it was, it was mind blowing. One day Glorious looked at my hands and he was like, babe, your hands clear. And I was like, wow, like it is. And I said, it's the food because that was the only thing that had changed. So, I, you know, I always remember that. And I, and I often tell that story of you helping me um, to discover that food was causing me to have eczema. So I never told you thank you for that. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a journey and it's a, a learning process. Like I said, um, I won't tell no lies, not like I haven't gained anything back, but I do know what I need to do when I see myself, you know, creeping back up the scale. So that's the main thing, you know, getting older as women, we go through other things, you know, with mm -hmm. our bodies. So going through menopause, hey, no joke, but again, you know, it's harder for us to lose weight. So again, I have to be very conscious of what I'm consuming. And I just want to be healthy. That's the main thing. I don't have, like I said, I don't have to be no bombshell of a woman. I just want to be able to live a long life. And I know the foods that we put in our body is one of the reasons why we can develop, you know, all these different type of diseases, you know, and mm -hmm. suffer with our health. So that's my yeah. journey. And I'm trying to stick with it at 50. Too. you're doing you're doing great because like you said not to say that you haven't ga gained any other pounds back but you're you're conscious about it about everything like I see you like I see how you eat I see how you move and everything so um it's a journey it's not a quick fix and it's not um as if um as if it's just something you do one day so you 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 have the tools now so you know what to do so when you think back on this journey what would you have done differently? Oh, what would I have done differently? Let's see that. Throughout this whole entire journey, honestly, I would say prepare more foods at home. Because mm -hmm. even when we going out to the restaurant, like we're, we're empty nesters now. So I can tell you that's when I really, truly started seeing me, my habits go back a little bit because we go out more when you go out more mm -hmm. you want to you want to have the drinks you want to have the the bread you you know and they don't for say fix our foods like hot off the press you know they have they have to prepare stuff prior to it so you know it's sitting around or they putting something in to preserve it so I mm -hmm. would say that's one of the things that I told my husband the other night that we're going to go back to for 2023 is we're going to try to prepare more of our meals at home so that we know mm -hmm. that they're more healthier they tell us that they healthy yeah because assume that they healthy but what are they actually putting in it you know they you know salt hold you know keeps food looking fresh so I'm sure mm -hmm. they pound it with a lot of you know salt so that's one of the things that I wish I wouldn't have 
um, change when Maisha moved out the house was I wish I would have just kept still meal prepping, you know, actually, you know how I used to meal prep. I would meal prep mm-hmm. on Sundays, cooking all my meats and everything on Sunday. So we have a variety of things to choose throughout the week. So that's one thing that I I regret changing. But like I said, 2023, I plan to go back to that method and, you know, just 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 be more healthier and just be conscious of what we're eating, how we're eating. And again, I truly believe eating past a certain time that might be for some people, but I think it's a myth. A myth. I just think we mm-hmm. need to make, you know, healthier choices if we decide to eat at nine o'clock at night. It shouldn't be a burger, you know. So mm-hmm. those are some of the things that I that I regret that I that I went back to, but I'm gonna go back to trying to do it differently in 2023. But other than that, I, my journey was great. I feel like I'm still on track. Cause I've mm-hmm. totally changed my mindset when it comes to food, um, body imaging and all that stuff. So basically it's all about being healthy and what's healthy to you. No one can tell you, right. of course the doctors can tell you, Hey, you need to lay off of this. So you kind of have to listen to them because they are, they pretty much are the scientists around all the diseases and stuff. But other than that, just what's healthy for you, you know, what's healthy for you and just get out and take an exercise, you know, take a walk. If you don't like going to a gym, go, go walk every once or twice a week. Just, just remain, you know, your mind healthy, your body and your soul healthy. Yeah. Just um, move, right? Like just it doesn't move. have yeah. to be That's it. exactly, you know, everyone thinks like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. It's like, no, you could, you have stairs in your house, walk up and down those stairs a couple of yeah, times, exactly. you know, you know, do some crunches during a commercial break. Like there's so much that we can do in our house. Like you don't have to, you know, go out and, you know, to the gym. Like if that's not your thing, if you like to dance, take a dance class or dance in your house. Get, watch it, you put out some music and just, you know, dance for 10 minutes or something. Dance while you cooking. Yeah, dance right. while you cooking. Dance while you, I mean, just doing 15 squats a day. My main thing in the morning is I get up in the morning. I thank God for allowing me to see another day. And when I go in the bathroom, yeah. I take a deep stretch. Because I feel, I feel that stretching, I don't know what stretching do for me in the morning, but it feel like it relaxes my whole body. And I feel like, okay, mm-hmm. now I, I can go do something. So I just feel like, you know, some people can't bend down and touch their toes. But if you do that consistently for a week, by the next week, you'll be good at it. That's one thing that I try to do every day is stretch. Not no whole long stretch. Just be able to bend over your whole back down and touch your toes and come back up. Maybe do it a couple of times, but that's one thing that I do do every day. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I um like I keep a a glass of water at the bedside. So when I wake up in the morning, I before I get out the bed, I have a glass of water, and you know I pray like you said, and I like read a scripture or two, and then I start my day. You know, just to try to have. Um, be mindful to have a great day and just look at things um, for in a positive light, you know, and if any challenges come throughout the day, just trying to figure out like what's the lesson in it or whatever, just to try to keep uh, the mind right. So when you hear the phrase, why wait till Monday, what do you think of? When I, when I hear the phrase, what I think of is Monday, not promised. So Mm -hmm. anything that you know that you might need to work on, just start then and there. So at least you know that you made a constant decision to make a change before Monday came. So if it's Sunday, 
do it Sunday. If it's Thursday, start that Thursday. Just because Monday is not promised. So yeah. just make that constant decision to make that change when you see a change needs to happen. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. I love you, sister-in-law. Bye. Love you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Wait Till Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with a friend. If you would like to send me a message, you can email whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. That's whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. The content you hear on Why Wait Till Monday is for informational purposes only and does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional advice or consultation with the healthcare professional. Always seeks guidance from your healthcare provider. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode. And in the meantime, start now. Don't wait until Monday. Bye now.